This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, this is Bunny Michael. We are currently on a break from posting new episodes of XO Higher Self. But in the meantime, you can enjoy this remix episode. It's a compilation of some of our favorite questions and answers from previous episodes. So we hope you enjoy it. Hi, Bunny. I just tried to record this, but it ended up being too long. So I'm going to try again, and hopefully I'll be able to say it a little bit more succinctly. Um, I was wondering if you had any advice on dealing with, um, like, a deep feeling of despair and apathy and pessimism. Um, my therapist thinks that I might be experiencing a depression, but I'm not. I haven't been officially diagnosed, so I don't want to, like throw that label around if it's not applicable um, or like get bogged down by it at all like I know that even if I am experiencing a depression that's not like who I am and not something that I need to like attach to my sense of being but um, I have been kind of feeling this way for as long as I can remember it just got a little bit worse like at the beginning of the pandemic but I have been doing some reflecting, and I think that it all stems from the fact that I grew up um, not really grasping the concept of unconditional love. I do think that I was loved growing up, but it just felt very conditional, like, from as long as I can remember in all of my relationships. And I think that I have grown up kind of clinging to the mentality that I'll be able to become this person or this version of me that is, um, like, worthy of love in a way that I can walk in that's not, like, subject to change or something. Um, And I think I've also just really pinned a lot on this idea of, like, a perfect romantic relationship because I don't have a lot of relationship experience and I've kind of thought of romance as, like, this, like, ultimate form of, like, deep, unconditional love because I haven't really been experiencing that in my other relationships. And I'm in a much better place now with my relationships than I was when I was growing up, but I think that I just still am not really able to grasp this idea of unconditional love, and it really holds me back from understanding the complexity of identity and self and spirit and, like, one spirit and interconnectedness because love has always been so personal and so conditional and so about just, like, one not multifaceted, like, single-faceted idea of a person. 
for me. And, yeah, I guess I'm just wondering if you have any advice navigating that. Um, if anybody else is listening, or to Bunny, if you're listening to this, I love you so, so much, and I'm so proud of you for everything that you have gone through in your journey, and I see you, and I love you, and I hope that you're having a good day. Thank you so much for that sweet message. It means a lot to me. When we go through something really hard, like a breakup or loss of a loved one or a global pandemic, we are shaken from our sense of security. And we go through a period that feels really unstable. And it can feel like depression because sometimes it seems like there's no way out. But one benefit of that happening is that when our world is shaken up, issues that we've been keeping under the rug come to the surface. It's sort of like being in a tornado swirling around and you're witnessing parts of yourself that you've been too busy or too distracted to think about. But that's how the universe works. That's how our higher selves work. Your higher self is constantly taking every opportunity to heal you. When we don't deal with our past, when we don't look at our issues, trust me, there will be a time when we are forced to. And the pandemic is doing that to most of us right now, forcing us to look at the part of our lives, the thought patterns and behaviors that we know we want to change. It's given us an opportunity to do things differently, both on a collective level and a personal one. That doesn't mean it's going to be pleasant, but it's necessary. I'm really happy that you're working with a therapist because therapy is great for unlocking our childhood experiences that have influenced us in ways that are no longer useful and sometimes harmful. And that is a long process that you are bravely on the path of. And all of us have childhood stuff, right? To heal from. So our higher self supports us as we work and deal with this stuff. This idea of unconditional love is the love that is the awareness of higher self because love isn't conditional. When we are in the awareness of our higher selves, we can see love in all beings even when they aren't conscious of it. Now, unconditional love doesn't mean we don't have boundaries. Love isn't, no matter how you treat me, I will stay with you. Higher self is the vision to see where love is lacking and what action we must take to bring more love to any situation. And often that means leaving so as not to enable loveless behavior. As you move through your healing, you'll go through a lot of phases and transitions. And with that comes a whole spectrum of emotion from confusion to hurt to anger, to sadness, to forgiveness, to compassion, to joy. What higher self will always be there though to remind you of is that whoever hurt you, whatever lessons your parents gave you was representative of where they were at the time in their own healing. Like you, they were raised in a world that rarely teaches our inherent wholeness. Like you, they were most likely treated similarly by their own parents. Like you, they also have trauma. The gift of healing ourselves is that we break the cycle, that we don't take all that unconscious stuff into all of our relationships. But the key is unconscious because it's really important to understand just because we learn what our triggers are and why we have them doesn't mean we won't still be affected by them. It's all about making them more conscious in our awareness. 
That way, you learn what your triggers are to further understand your needs. So if your partner does something that triggers you, you can understand more of the why it's making you feel like shit because it's reminding you of a time when you felt completely unloved as a child, not because your partner doesn't love you and it will have less power over you. You can also communicate it to your partner and be like, can you not do that because it really triggers me? It's not you, it's me. And they need to be compassionate about that and y'all can develop a communication style that works for both of you. And trust me, they will have their own triggers that you will have to deal with. There's no rush to do that with someone right now though. Just keep focusing on your own healing. You're doing a really great job. Remember, unconditional love is just love. It's just the vision of higher self. It's seeing with a compassionate heart and following the path of love. Trust yourself now. You're already doing it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I have a question about how to deal with uh, exiting a relationship that sort of functioned similar to a drug or an addiction um, and um, maybe ways to navigate that and um, and how to treat that relationship moving forward. Uh, I appreciate any advice you have. Thank you. When you say addiction, it seems to me like you're describing a relationship you can't seem to leave, but you're aware is harmful to you. And FYI, don't beat yourself up. This happens to so many of us. Relationships are a lot of times trial and error, and often you make a few unconscious choices And then you're in a situation where you don't know how to have the strength to get out. When we don't prioritize our higher selves, the intimate, loving relationship we have with our spirit, we lose touch at how good we are at nurturing ourselves. But we always find our way back home. We just have to give ourselves that kick in the butt to get back into the game. Any habit that I try to quit, I cannot do it unless I replace it with something else. Something that gives me a sense of pleasure, but isn't harmful to my well-being. When was the last time you gave yourself a pleasurable experience that was just for you? And I don't mean seeking pleasure that a week from now you will make yourself feel bad for. I mean something that makes you feel powerful. When you close your eyes and imagine yourself feeling empowered, feeling strong, what are you doing? Are you at home? Are you at your job? Are you on a run? Are you listening to your favorite song? Are you dancing at the club? Are you cooking a delicious meal? Are you using your favorite vibrator? Are you rollerblading or biking or skateboarding? What makes you feel empowered? The other day, me and my best friend Omega actually sat down and wrote a list of the activities that make us feel powerful. It was actually really hard for me at first, but then I got really into it. And I wrote stuff down that I had never actually even done, but always wanted to do. One of the things was building my own shelter because I've been watching these survival shows and thinking, wow, it must feel so powerful to build your own home. So I made a promise to myself that someday I will. Breaking up from a bad relationship isn't easy. But when you give yourself permission to explore your power and have fun with getting to know yourself better, the transition is a lot more peaceful. It's okay to be sad. It's 
Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for everything that you do. Your Instagram and your podcast have really helped me and a lot of other people. You are such a light, and I really appreciate that. Um, Okay, so my dad and I have been arguing over politics, and I know it's just a classic subject, but we seem to be on the same page during the election. And then about a month ago, he started bombarding me with all these videos told me to stay open-minded. You know, I watched them and they basically went against everything that I thought we were in agreement on. Um, and, you know, I, I spoke to him and I was like, hey, look, like, I don't think we're going to see eye to eye in this. Can we please just, you know, talk about anything else? Like, we don't live anywhere near each other. So when we do talk, I want it to be, you know, good content, like us catching up. But After we spoke about that, he continued to send me a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of ignored it, which has been really awkward. And then the whole situation at the Capitol happened. I was heartbroken and disgusted. And I thought that maybe that would have opened his eyes to what was actually going on. Um, So I sent him a message explaining it. And his response was just, I can't. It was complete denial, blaming the whole situation on something that wasn't true. And I'm just so beyond frustrated. I want him to open his eyes so badly. It just keeps replaying in my head over and over and over what I, like, what I did say to him and, like, how he could, you know, change his mind and what I could do. And I just don't really know how to navigate the situation. He's always been somebody that I really idolized a whole bunch you know he was the cool parent he can never do any wrong and I was always such a daddy's girl and like this just feels really weird to me that there's such a like a breach in our relationship now I don't know where to go from here it's just really strange and I would like a little bit of advice please thank you so much for giving me the space to vent I appreciate it Oh, hon, I'm so sorry this is happening. It's just such a tragedy because so many people are being lied to and manipulated by those that just want power. Those people that storm the Capitol, they actually believe that they're doing what is right and what is just. And that is how indoctrination works, by playing on people's fears and biases and giving them an enemy to blame their problems on. 
This is nothing new. This has happened all over the world for generations. But now, with the internet and all the misinformation, it's growing exponentially. Have you seen the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma? I recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. On that documentary, it shows how what we see on the internet is so different from what other people see that we might as well be living in a completely different reality, like literally. Because apps sell our information to companies and then companies advertise products they think will best serve our needs and desires. But where can you draw the line from our internet environment being tailored to our interests to our interests being tailored to our internet environment? Would we have the same opinions if we all got the same information? Even Google searches, you know when you begin to type in something on Google and it shows you a prompt for what they think you're about to type? They gave an example of this on the documentary. This isn't the exact example, but it was something like, you know, when you type in racism. Well, in certain states, you can type racism and the prompts will be different than another area of the country. Like in the South, for example, the prompt will be, is racism real? And then another part of the country, the prompt will be, like how to end racism. And the reason for this is because Google is trying to keep you on the internet for as long as possible. So it will show you whatever content is going to elicit the strongest emotional response based on your prior activity. So that's why inflammatory posts that further divide So that's why inflammatory posts that further division and tribalism do so well in the algorithm. These apps want you to stay online as long as possible so they can not only sell you products, but sell companies information about you, i.e. you become the product. I know, it's like really disturbing. My point is, is that you and your father are not being fed the same information. And once he clicks on one conspiracy theory, he will be taken down a rabbit hole of misinformation to the point where he lives in a world where this is the truth. That's why regulating misinformation online is so important. That's why calling out people in power who are lying is so important. I know that you're worried about your dad and I know that you want to do something that will change him and help him see what you see. But unfortunately, he's a grown up and he makes his own choices, and you don't have control over those choices. What you do have control over is your faith that love will win. When you keep love in your awareness, fear can't take you over and make you feel hopeless. Being overwhelmed in fear won't change your father's choices, and it will make you miserable. Focus on the love that you and your father have together. That isn't loss, although it might be more hidden now. If you need to take some space from him so you cannot feel overwhelmed by fearful thoughts, then do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Keep maintaining the boundaries you need. You can remind him again that you don't want him to send you the stuff that he is sending, and if he does it again, you won't even read it. Tell him you love him, but you can't condone what you feel is wrong. I can't tell you the boundaries you need to keep yourself in an emotionally safe space, but I can tell you that your power comes from your higher self. The awareness that nothing can diminish love's power, no matter how loud, how violent, how angry, no matter what it's trying to break down. You're always grounded in that. All you can do is be an example of love in the world. That's your greatest impact, how you live your life. 
your compassion and kindness and understanding how you show up. And when you keep the faith and the love within you, you're healing every space you walk into and every person that you meet. Hi, Bunny. Um, first of all, I just want to say I, I love your Instagram and your podcast, so thank you for doing what you do. I really appreciate it. Um, and my question is about um, boundaries and how you sort of balance your own needs in a relationship with your partners. So for example, um, you know, if someone, if maybe I find myself wanting to hear from my partner more often than they currently do, um, you know, either like via phone or in person. Um, and I think we're always sort of told that if people don't answer you right away, it's because they're not actually interested. Um, but I'm also aware that, you know, my partner has their own life and um, I shouldn't be the center of it. But I guess how do you sort of balance my need for, I mean, I guess validation versus their needs for personal space and how can you sort of communicate in a way that both people are happy and just, I don't know, in general with like needs and relationships, how can you sort of keep yours in mind, but also keep the other person's in mind as well? Um, hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, thank you. Your need to see and hear from them more is valid because it's the type of relationship that you want. It's the way you feel intimate with your partner. It's the way you feel seen in the relationship. And your partner feels seen by you respecting their personal space. So what do we do in this situation? Higher self knows that you are enough with or without this relationship. So keep in mind that your partner's needs for personal space have nothing to do with you not being good enough to spend time with. It's literally a compatibility issue. I don't like to use the word compromise because to me, for some reason, it sounds like you have to sacrifice something. I like meet in the middle because that means you both maintain what's important to you while making room for what is important to the other person. It's like creating a whole new space for your relationship. Think of it like a garden. You two can design the garden together with some of your favorite veggies and flowers and some of your partner's. And soon you begin to see that what your partner put in the garden actually brought you a lot more value than you initially thought. You learned a lot from what they planted and you became more expansive when you made room for your partner's needs and vice versa. So what would that garden look like for you two? Would it mean seeing each other one more day a week? Would it mean them sending you a good morning text every day? Would it mean you trusting them more that needing personal space doesn't mean they're not interested? Would it mean that the time you do spend together, you are much more present with them because you're not always worried about whether or not they like you in the back of their mind? Would it mean seeing that you actually need more personal space than you realized yourself? There's so many different ways the two of you can design your garden but it requires a willingness on both of your parts to collaborate on this project together because nothing new can be created without stretching your imagination or else you'll just relive the same thing over and over and over again. Having open communication about what works for both of you is the next step. 
There is no one person out there that's going to want everything exactly the way you do because everyone brings different perspectives and uniqueness to every relationship. And honestly, why would you want that? You already get enough of you from yourself. Trust that your higher self wants you to enjoy yourself and play and have fun and be in a relationship where you feel valued and where you can show someone else how valuable they are and their needs are as well. Even if this ends up being not the right match for you, there's so many more experiences to be had and so many more people to meet. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 